space, the final frontier. Space Station Ashland sits on the edge of Federation space with its companionship, the USS Dalamis Christian. The space around them is full of mystery and strange wonders, where secrets are kept and danger lurks around every corner. The crew of the Dalamis Christian must navigate treacherous waters as they work to protect the Federation. But as they peer into the unknown, they will discover that the line between friend and foe is not always clear. They will be tested like never before and will face challenges that will push them to their limits. Join us on this adventure as we explore the farthest reaches of space and uncover the hidden truths that lie within the shadows. Tabletop Journeys presents Star Trek Preservations. Star Trek Preservations. They've been in enough conversations where they've been discussed to know what's going on. And the sense that you get from them is that they do think that there is something unusual about the nebula, but they really don't know what it is. And they're sort of a little intimidated by it. So... I agree. Commander, thoughts? Yeah, sure. Let's uh, go ahead and get as much information together we can before we arrive. And maybe to try to triangulate a little better if the captain is willing, send out the both the Eagle and the Kitty Hawk, since they both have enhanced sensors, at a certain distance so that we can get three points of reference as we're approaching the nebula so we can essentially triangulate in on some of these locations. They have tuned the sensors and the, the to go ahead and look for kind of exactly what you were finding before, find additional patterns and everything like that. And as the computers are whirring and buzzing, it's if anyone's watching like the science panel as it's going through there, you notice that the computer freezes. In fact, I'm going to spend two thread to introduce a complication. The ship's computers are saying that probably at this range, you're just not able to ascertain enough about what's going on to draw the conclusion that you need. So perhaps so the ship is recommending a closer approach to investigate. Of course it is. So we'll try to communicate to it that we need to move closer, but when it moves, it causes us harm. But please don't do the temporal stuff. No temporal <laughs> slobber. <laughs> it Navinad will reply back stuck. Lost. Stuck. Okay. 
Tobor, you had tried to science the crap out of what is going on with Navinad, and we're not able to get a conclusive reading because the ship is too far away to properly read what is going on with the the origin point of where believe they are stuck. They By also, the way, yeah. In our break, I crunched a few numbers. Yeah. Navinad is 150 times as large as the distance from the Earth to the Sun. Yeah. Yeah. So he's big. Navinad is larger than the distance from the sun to Pluto. Large. Little husky. <laughs> <laughs> Got a little he's bit of chomp big. going on. A little bit of chomp. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, not you, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> Why that's so funny, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Commander, what were you asking me? Because I had reactions myself, but what were you asking me? <laughs> Lieutenant, take us into the nebula t- closer to where we've identified the outer edge of, I assume, the liquid, the more liquidy bit is n- the creature. Take us towards where our sensor readings have been showing us. As yes. a focus, I've got astronavigation. As talents, uh-huh. I also have uh, precise evasion and pathfinder. I like it. Okay. So, so yeah. How do you want so, me to roll this ish? So, the first thing that you will need to do is merely make a difficulty one piloting challenge. Like a difficulty one challenge to go ahead and pilot in the direction of the thing carefully enough so that you don't get. Uh, the ship in all sorts of things. Now, as you traverse, I have a list of things. I maybe so I'm going to be. There will be some complications flying at your way. They will. Those talents and and skills will help you navigate around complications that may come up. Okay. So the first thing I need to know, yet. though, is first thing I, want, I need to know is how do you want to pilot into the thing? Like, how are you approaching this problem? I will be starting. St- straight and level but I'm literally on the controls ready to maneuver YZ access in and around and all all over so do you think that you are more do you, I guess plot a course through a difficult environment right so reason and con yes that's fine then reason and con will be your guide okay okay that's 15 uh, one failure, one success. Okay, that's fine. You get the one success. So you uh, you begin taking it in, just engaging. You're not trying to engage the warp engines. You're just impulsing through to go ahead and get closer. Yep. Okay. All right. Let me again as you're as you're getting into the event horizon of the nebula itself. You are sensors are reading the normal things that entering a nebula would read: increased increased presence of hydrogen and helium gases, and all those sorts of things. It's reading various uh, pockets of density throughout the nebula. So far, there has been no complication. Everything seems to be navigating properly. Who's manning the sensors? Who like who's watching the sensor panels? If not our chief science officer, I will be. She would also report the same thing, that basically the sensor readings are increasing faster 
than they expected based on the density of the nebula. It's almost they expected, as you got closer, they expected to get like this much more information, right? Like a nice linear pattern. And instead it's like exponential. It's, it's getting more information faster than you expected. So far there's no complications, but that's an observation. Okay. Okay, so we'll go until we get to a point where we feel that we can get better understanding of what's going on with the creature. Sure, yeah, because again, the computer's like, hey, I need you to get closer to go ahead and get this information. That would also come with a recommendation about how close you needed to be to go ahead and get there. And so go ahead and check one more time. Okay, so as you are like nearing the point that the computer recommended, again, the sensor readings, the amount of data that the sensors are getting, because uh, you've done a bunch of work over the last hour or so to tune the sensors for specific things and everything like that, like the work that Sonari was doing down in engineering. Again, they are getting more information than, than they counted on, and it's beginning to show some surges in the power that it's taking to go ahead and keep the data contained and keep it from corrupting. It's putting the ship under a little bit of strain to go ahead and do that. So if we were in combat, the ship normally has a power rating of, I think, is it 8? I think is what the power rate, or 10? Equal to the engines. Yeah. Okay. So 10. So 10. It's probably, it's probably normally, if, you know, to go ahead and run this, the sensor modifications that you ran was probably already taking one power rating. It's maybe taking another one to go ahead and make sure that, that the sensors are filtering out enough noise because, again, they're getting more content than they expected. And so it's creating a little bit of a power issue, a little bit of a power drain on, on the ship. Nothing the ship can, can't handle, however. Okay, you have you were able to position the ship into into position though. If we'd like to, do you want to reattempt your role to go ahead and again try to ascertain? That you've already done part of the work to go ahead and figure out what Navinad means when it says stuck. With the six, you weren't able to succeed on that challenge. It would again be I think it was a difficulty two last time around to go ahead and ascertain uh, the information. It'll remain a two because because you weren't successful last time, so it will remain a two. All right, let me tab over. And I will use a, mo a momentum for a third die. I like it. Cool. So I got a delta, a 16, and a 16. So I got two successes. Two successes. Okay. Those are the two and successes that you And with the ship assist. Yep. Tanari. Uh, Tanari, would you? Yep. And what did we say, what'd we say uh, was the ship assist last time? It was... Uh, Communication science. Communications, science, got it. So 10, 13, 12. We have okay, a success. Cool. Excellent. So you gain your momentum back. Love that. And you have your successes. So you are able to, again, kind of pinpoint, to use the analogy that we used before about how the soccer ball on a string that as you kick it, it flails out, it bounces back. You are able to find the stake in the ground. And again, it is a intense gravity singularity that Navinad seems to be connected to. The other thing that you are reading, and thankfully, Tanari made the modifications to the shields that he did, because now that you are closer to it, there is a tremendous amount of temporal energy around this singularity. There is a, it is a hotspot of temporal, of temporal energy. That sounds like a scene trait. How do you mean? Doesn't the, so this trait has a hotspot of temporal energy trait. 
yeah. which may or may not th make things more difficult, right? Sure. Yeah, exactly. That, that's, that's what I was saying, too, is that basically it's not impacting. You're closer to this thing, and it's specifically. So if you were this close to a regular black hole, you would expect it to be emanating radiation, right? Or you would expect it to be to be exerting gravity influence and things like that. This does have some gravity influence, but it is less than you expected. And there is a significant amount of temporal energy around it. So it's almost like it's not a regular black hole singularity. It is like a time hole. Tanari's amazing engineering work to go ahead and retune on a difficulty four challenge to go ahead and retune the shields has made it so that you guys can look at it and say, huh, time hole. <laughs> and not suffer some of the temporal effects that were on my complications list, you bastards. It's what we do. It's what you do, exactly. <laughs> you frustrate GMs in their complication <laughs> tables. So, so, so you are now close enough, and so you have determined the action point that Navina is seeming to imply that they are stuck to. Right. <clears throat> we start, we run as many scans as we can. Mm-hmm. The scans are revealing that. So, okay. we, yeah, yeah. so essentially, what and not that just we scan it, but yeah, yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're scanning to attempt to understand how this temporal black hole mm -hmm. is interacting with Navidad. And possible, uh, so that's the data we're tr I'm okay. trying to get, so that we can then hypothesize a solution. I know how I want to do this, and I'm going to recognize that this is probably slightly outside of the rule system, but that's okay. That's what we're here for. So here's what I want you to do: is I want you to roll your challenge, and you get to pick how many dice you would like to choose. You want you can spend threat, you can spend momentum. How many dice would you like to roll? And depending on how many successes determines how precise the information is going to be about what is going on. So it's an extended challenge that happens all at once, and the more that you the more you succeed, the better the goods. That's what I'm going for. All and right. Tobor, I'm going to say, you've rolled a bunch of scan stuff, so I want somebody else to roll it. Because you keep succeeding. I want someone else to roll it for fun. Let Ocean roll. He hasn't rolled a lot this game. I like that idea. Alright, what am I rolling? I want, so it's basically, you guys are analyzing sensor readout. Yeah, no, I understood yeah, yeah. that part, but what was the, oh, gotcha. uh, the, yeah. So what would Ocean's approach be to analyze this data? Is it like, how does, how does Ocean perceive what's going on? And by what, from what angle is he, tr what angle is, he's trying to answer a question. What's the angle on the answer? Is he approaching it from like a security angle? Is he approaching it from a science angle? That kind of thing. At the risk of pigeonholing myself, mm -hmm. this is something that, we understand where it is, what he's stuck to. And my approach would be to figure out what needs, what force needs to be applied to dislodge it. Mm -hmm. So, so know, are we talking is that like physical force? Are we talking yeah. reverse the tractor beams? Yep. Yep. So I'm hearing polarity. engineering. I have to say it. Okay. And so. then maybe like engineering. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, engineering insight to make an educated guess about a device or try to understand an artificial creature. He's not artificial, but that's where I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah, engineering insight. Everyone. All right, and let's see. We have one momentum. Um, I'm going to spend it because I only have a 10. I like it. So. 
All right, so you'll get three dice. So, yeah. Since he's doing an engineering thing, can I assist him? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And so, before you roll, Adam, do you want to possibly spend your determination point for a critical success? Yeah, that's a good idea. Thank you. I will do that as well. And I'm just looking through my own talents to see. Nope. And because Josh said this, the open-ended nature of this test, do you want to... So we're going to spend one. If we give him four threat, you (laughs) would get to roll four dice plus the automatic critical success. That's right. We're looking to dig up as many as we can. Yes. No, because the point of determination counts as the first die. So the second die costs two, the oh. third die costs three, but we have one momentum, so it'd be four yeah, and yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that determination would count as a. Okay, I didn't realize it's because you look at it. Yeah. You're buying. You're buying extra dies. Yeah. So it's one for the first extra die, but a determination gives you an extra die. So yeah, you're, bu- you're just, buying yeah. the second one. It so makes I'm sense. Rolling, I just never. I always thought of like yeah, determination I'm as a separate four scale total. Yeah. So we bought four. So you're rolling four dice, right? Or five? Four dice. Four dice. The fifth die is automatically critical. Okay. Yep. So you you so you already rolled a one. So that's that's two successes. I rolled a twenty, a fifteen, a three, and a four. Okay. So the three and the four sound like successes, and yes. the twenty is a complication. Yes. And I got a four on my assist. Okay, so that's five successes. So that's great. Cool. And, and we also need to roll for the ship. Sure. Uh, Tober, would you roll for the ship? Yep. I'd say probably uh, engineering Sensor computer. science. Okay. Sensor science. That's, uh, sure. Sensor science is fine. Because we're trying to look at the thing in my bob. 12 for success. Okay. Awesome. So that, that's fabulous. I'm going to award you guys back two momentum because that's I only went up to a scale of four. So... There you go. So, Adam, you had the critical success for two and then three dice of success? Two successes. He had a three and a four. Two success on the dice, one one double from the determination. All right. So that's four and then the complication. And then Tanari's success, helping success and the ship helping success. Exactly. So it's a total of six successes, and I'm awarding you back two momentum. Perfect. Let me give you the information first, and then I will figure out the complication on this fact. So the information is that while Navinad believes himself to be stuck, and the interpretation so far has been that he is clearly stuck to this thing, as you are interpreting all the sensor readings that you're pulling from this thing, uh, from this time singularity, and how it's reacting and what it's doing and everything like that, they're not trying to get out. They're trying to get in. They recognize that they're in the wrong time. And they think, Navinad thinks, this is how to get back. So they're trying to get into the singularity, not out of the singularity. So that's thing one. So the analyzing the flagellations and everything like that could almost be determined like if a 
Have you ever seen, they're not fish elevators, but like those like big tubes that like when they have to go ahead and transfer like salmon from one point of a lake to another, but there's a dam in the way now. The tubes, like the vacuum tubes, and sometimes the fish have to wiggle themselves in to the tube to get in. That's what Navinod's doing. They're trying to. I was going to say, have you ever seen a cat that is too fat for the cat door get stuck? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Never. Exactly. Never. (laughs) (laughs) Best YouTube videos. Santa trying to get down a chimney. That's the kind of stuff that's going on. But here's the problem is that Navinat, like the cat in the cat door, is too big to fit into the time singularity. And the reason so every time he the every time they wiggle themselves into the singularity, it's causing harm. And that's part of the reason why this is that it, it, it's trying to get through the opening. It's too big and it's causing itself harm. And given all of the special relativity physics of a time singularity, the temporal slobber that is sloughing off are like pieces of Navinad shuffing off into space and causing these time warps. What we need is 1.21 gigawatts of electricity. Mm-hmm. So, as the complication for rolling your 20, after you're able to get this information and the computer, rec- the computer, everything like that goes down, the computer bank recording sensor information is reporting that it is dangerously overloaded and it needs to go down for maintenance. Take it offline, Chief. Yes, sir. Your Chief Science Officer will pipe up But if we shut off our sensors, we're just going to have to guess how to fix this thing and hope that we're right. That's why we brought the Eagle along. Lieutenant Arza, send a team down to prep the Eagle for launch. Mr. Tanari, begin working on some way to slave the Eagle sensors to us. It's not going to be as effective as our computer core, but we're going to have to power through it till this computer comes up back online. Aye, sir. Yes, sir. I can also work on slaving the Nessie's computer core to ours as well. If you think it'll help, but if it's going to take too long, I want to have as minimal downtime as possible. I can get beta shift working on Nessie. I like it. Lieutenant, you had something? Sir, I don't know how to put this any other way. Are we basically trying to figure out Forgive me. Are we basically trying to figure out how to temporally lubricate this thing to get him through? A crude but not inaccurate metaphor, Lieutenant. I was going to use the temporal plumbing uh, plunger metaphor, but I like hers better. It weren't for the fact that this thing is bigger than the entire solar system, I would suggest trying to beam it through the temporal black hole. But there's no way we'd have the power for that. So what I think, so the first thing, let's try to communicate to Navi Nod that not gonna fit. So like an option is we know where his region of space is outside our galaxy. We could say it's still over there You'd be out of time, but that is an option. 
What's a million years to a solar system, really? Hmm, fair enough. Yeah. Would not be able to pass through the galactic barrier? He's trying to cram himself through a temporal singularity. Your guess is as good as mine, Lieutenant. So when you communicate that to Navinad, the space around the temporal singularity begins shifting in a way to suggest agitation and the response back to the little blinky light and when yep. the recording comes through stuck lost home stuck there's no way to make a singularity bigger but is there a way that we could amplify its I don't know aperture is there a way that we could somehow impact improve the throughput of the the singularity i would be happy to go ahead and let you ask the ship's computers to reason that out you're putting in perfectly valid input uh see if it comes up with a way to accomplish that i can think of a couple ways technobabble ways to do it but not without potentially opening up things like temporal rifts that might cause more problems than it solves so if I can add an element to your search, it's been brought up, I think, twice Hold and on, only Arza. for a moment. Okay, you were ahead. commanded to go. You were commanded to go to the shuttle and go prepare it for launch. You're yeah, you're not, not there. there. Yeah, that's where I'm supposed to be hooking the shuttles to the computer core. So, it, to be fair though, Jen, if you want to play, you have an entire uh, department. <laughs> if you, so I, we all to the conference room, and if you want to play the chief science officer, Alik and want to be all like, this is a terrible... And, and yeah. I think ours is there, but... So let's ascertain this. So let, let's set the stage and figure out that we all know where everybody is. Tanari, yeah. you you were tasked with setting up, with basically connecting the Eagle's computer core to the Dalamas Christian while the Eagle is out gathering information. You have an entire department worth of people. So are you doing this or are you tasking them to do it? Honestly, I would probably be down there overseeing it with them. Yep. In the tr down in the trenches with them. Yep. I think that would make that role easier to accomplish. And so that's the right call. Arza, you were prepared you were tasked with preparing the shuttle for launch, which isn't which isn't going to be super complicated as the shuttle comes prepackaged with a launch. So unless there's anything specific in terms of is there specific supplies that they need or anything Tobor or anything that you want on it in particular. No, so mostly I was under the assumption that the Eagle had been launched, the sensor readings had been gathered, and we'd all come back and are in, like, conference room doing the, like, we've seen what's good. That's oh. where we're having the conversation okay. about what to do now that we have the data. Okay, right? okay. I, I, that was uh, I had envisioned it in my mind. So. Okay, okay, yeah, because I wasn't sure we had actually done that. Like, the last thing that we had actually done was that the complication was that the Delanus Christian sensor bank went offline. And so you can opt to do that. You can opt not to launch not to launch the Eagle, but we haven't actually done that yet. Because launching oh. the shuttlecraft in this kind of environment is going to be way more, is going to be dangerous. There will be danger involved with that. Especially since the Eagle does not have the, the shield modifications that the Delanus Christian did to go ahead and protect specifically against, uh, against temporal wharfs. If that's, if you still want to go ahead and set launch the eagle to gather this information we have to go through that we haven't done that yet okay because i thought we'd done that it's we're operating at less 
efficiency because it's routing through all that. We'd have to we'd have penalties to our next roll. But we can yep. totally do. Yep. We can go I, that route. I think the shuttle the shuttle being exterior to the Dilamas Christian is going to be dangerous for the shuttle. So, so that, at that's that point, be, yeah, that's going to change because I'll remember that that I Arza, you need I need you to fly the eagle and keep it within the Dilamas Christian shields so that you don't suffer any of the temporal side effects. On it, sir. Yep. So. Okay. And she can fly it out there and use a magnetic coupling to just land on the hull. Absolutely, yeah. In fact, that, and that makes your job way easier, Tanari. Do go ahead and connect her computer, the, the computer core for the Eagle to the ship. It's going to be way easier because the, the distance is going to be virtually insignificant. And so, like, you can you can basically keep the Eagle plugged in, right? You don't even need to go ahead and unplug the engine core. That's just like, let it out. The, tri- the, the like, like, trickiest part is, like, extending the shields enough that she stays within while maneuvering right that's the yeah exactly so uh, so i think we're going to go ahead and modify this a little bit not you don't have to worry about daisy chaining them together tanari but i am going to need you to go ahead and modify you the shields are operating at a different harmonic than they normally are so we're going to want to roll to go ahead and make sure that you can expand the shields to go ahead and accomplish to see how far away from the ship the eagle is going to be able to get right to be able to go ahead and gather the information so that's i think that's where we are that's what we want to roll so okay talk to me about how you would approach that all right i think it would probably be a process of being at the shield controls and um, watching while she's flying the ship to make sure that the shields remain around her okay so i think at that point it would be a daring engineering check I like it. I like daring engineering. What's my difficulty on that? I think your difficulty would be two, because again, they're operating at a different a different harmonic than they are normally. I think two. Then, because I don't want to kill our pilot, I will spend a momentum for an extra dice. I like it. And then, can we get the ship to roll as well? Yeah, I think that would be fine. We can do that here. So for the for the ship, it would be structure uh, yeah. science, structure con, structure con. I like yeah, yeah. yeah. So my difficulty with this is fifteen, a nine, a two, and a six. So that's three successes. I like it. Do you have a focus that applies, Tenari? Improvisation, maybe. Yeah, sure. So that's four successes then. Yep. And a 13, which is a success on the nose for the Dilamish Christian. All right. Excellent. So you guys just gained a bunch of momentum. Sir, you won't even notice me there. I'll be like a tick on the back of a dog. <laughs> okay. Excellent. The shields are expanded. They're expanded pretty significantly, in fact. So you actually get more freedom of moment and you're... And you're because you're operating still relatively close to the ship, the sync between your computer core and the Dalamas Christian's computer core are working properly. And so sensor data is coming in. The Eagle sensor data is not quite as good, but you at least ha- you are at least not flying totally blind to go ahead and implement some sort of a solution. Ocean, you were asking about whether or not this this temporal singularity can be modified in such a way so that uh, Nabinad is less stuck. And how that would happen. I think, again, so it's, I would say that you're engaging the computer, the ship's computer to go ahead and come up with, you know, you're asking it basically for a tactical solution, right? So what sort of what sort of role would you make to go ahead and do that? And you're on lower well, your microphone. Wasn't that the, like, six 
the 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 without no, difficulty and we the, rolled a six? The without difficulty was to go ahead and narrow down exactly what the problem is. And that's that this creature or this entity is trying to get into the thing instead of out of the thing. And so exactly what Navi Nod thinks it needs to do to go ahead and get home and stop being lost. And it's stuck, right? So now the question is that Ocean was asking is that if you are going to assist Navi Nod in that goal, how do you change the environment of the temporal singularity enough to affect something that's the size of a star system? And we can do this two ways. If you would like to roll to try to get the computer to give you a tactical solution, that's perfectly valid. If you can come up with a tactical solution, then we can roll to go ahead and see how well you could execute. Right? And so I think that like a tactical solution that the computer would come up with, basically it would be two rolls, right? One to go ahead and have the computer do it, and then an easier roll to execute it, or a more difficult roll to execute it without knowing that it's necessarily the right one to do. So how did you want to try? Do you want to have to succeed on two rolls or one more challenging roll? That's the choice before you. If I'm making the roll, then I think it should be the two. Okay. All right. So, anybody else have feelings or thoughts on this? I, have, I mean, unless I, somebody yeah. else wants to take the lead on that idea. I don't know if I want to take the lead, but I wanted to add a piece. And let me preface it with a question: Do we do we suggest? Do we think that lines of communication between the eagle? And and the Christian have been open. Yeah, we could be on calm. Yeah, totally. Okay. So, the comment I was going to make earlier, and I'll do it now, is, I believe once or twice somebody has brought up that the sensors have have found tachyons. Can we add that into the element to see if that will, if a tachyon pulse will help? We could probably modify the main deflectors to send out a tachyon pulse or a tachyon beam. Just a thought. So my only kind of comment question on a tactical solution, because I know there's a school of thought that there is no problem that can't be solved without sufficient application of force, but we are trying to move something the size of the solar system through a temporal singularity I don't know if we have the that amount of energy at our disposal to fire Navi Nod through the temporal singularity with enough force to squeeze him through and into his proper time. Would be my only trepidation about the tactical option. Is I just even if we detonate our full complement of quantum torpedoes, that will be insignificant amount of energy created. We might not have enough power, but would not be enough. Are well, you suggesting that we teach him how to do it? So, explain that more. Go down that road more for me. Yes. For Josh, the storyteller. And I, I, even, like, the, the chief science officer is like, wait a minute. What? 
Yeah, her and I both do the same. The engineer is engineering, and I don't get it. (laughs) You're talking about him loaning us, them loaning us the power, or us teaching them how to do it? To do what? Either? Both. Both? Both. Essentially, we have to widen the temporal singularity enough for them to get through. And I'm not an expert on temporal mechanics, but nor astrophysics. As far as teaching them, maybe it's a matter of we start the process, we show, we aim a temporal, a tachyon beam at the singularity, and we communicate how we're doing it to Navinod, and maybe we can teach Navinod how to do it, assuming that Navinod, Navinod's shown some ability to manipulate temporal forces. I, I'm not sure if that's manipulating or just a result of his struggle with the singularity. And the communications we've been receiving have been showing signs of agitation, frustration, and mm-hmm. uh, lack of I mean, admittedly, willingness I'm, to problem solve. I'm spitballing ideas here. No, I agree. Um, it, the, other it, option, the other option is maybe we can modify the shields to absorb energy instead of deflect them. If Navinod can throw us enough energy, maybe we can focus it through the main deflectors enough to open enough where Navinod can go through it. Hopefully we can do it in such a way that the ship doesn't overload. (laughs) Hopefully, yes. Alec will raise their hand and say, there's one complication with this. We need the deflector dish to do any of that. And that's how we're communicating with it. Can we use the deflector on the eagle to communicate? And then use our deflector dish to do whatever? Probably. We have the algorithm. I don't see why not. The eagle just doesn't have as much power as the Christian, but, you know. So I'm, I'm more focusing on how do we enlarge a temporal singularity. That's, I think, to me... As a, my, in my science background, that's the sticking point. So this Command. is where the two rolls versus one roll are going to come in. You can ask the computer how to do that. And then, so then it's the succeed on that roll to get the information and then succeed on the second roll to execute it. Or, again, there's a bunch of ideas coming out here. If you guys can settle on a single idea, it'd be one roll. And if you succeed at that one roll... That, that's the Sophie's choice here. Do we want to try to succeed on two rolls or one? I'm definitely not confident enough to pick a single course of action, Com- including pumping an, a gajillion giga Cochran's worth of energy through yeah. anything. Well, Commander, we don't necessarily need to do it on all of, of Navidad. If we just test it on a small piece and he can move a finger through and then we can show him what we did maybe but i know the eagle's collecting more and more data i want to give the computer a chance to finish its its analysis yep. so let's reconvene in however long yep. that'll take 
Let's yep. bring the crew down to a yellow alert. Get everyone some meals. Some rotate the crew shift. Have some. Grab a hot meal, and yep. take five and come at this again when we have more data. Okay. All right. So Ours after. Turns. Yeah. I just somebody get me a coffee. Thanks. Do you so once the once the information has been delivered, do you bring the eagle back into the Christian Arza? Orders, Captain. Actually, dock the eagle with our exter- with our external hatch, docking hatch. That way, it can still be exterior to communicate with the deflector if need be. Aye, sir. Okay. Uh, so after roughly ten milliwheatons worth of time, uh, the computer has a analysis of the sensor information um, and the information is basically that uh, it is square peg round hole sort of problem right the square peg is too big to fit through the round hole and no matter how you angle the square peg and no matter how you twist square pegs too big so either the round hole needs to be big or a sufficient amount of force to shave off the corners of the square peg to make it fit through the round hole. And that's what's basically happening right now. Eventually, they will fit through the round hole. And it's going to be unpleasant during that process. Yeah. And I assume from the calculations, there is like not enough energy in the that Federation to shove a planet through a black hole. A star system uh, through a black hole. I will happily let you ask that question. So, so again, this is into the yeah. two challenge versus one challenge system. If you want the computer to go ahead and interpret the results and say, how can we make this happen without shaving the corners off? I will let you make that roll to go ahead and have the have you ask the computer the right question. And then if you succeed, it'd be like a it, it would only be like a one success challenge to go ahead and basically because you're asking the right question. You are absolutely on the right track. So let's so see, yeah, if the, like, see if the computer how? can give you a result. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, how can we? Wa-? My question, of course, is I'm naturally going to, I don't, a don't want to harm a living biological entity, so I'm naturally gravitating to the solution where we make the singularity wide enough for him to fit. And that- in fact, I'm so I'm going to also give you. So it's not just asking the question and getting the answer. It's this is also I'm going to ask the question. I want to get the answer and. Is the ship capable of doing the thing that the computer says it needs to be done? If you're able to succeed on that challenge, both of the, you know, it will give you a valid solution that the ship can do. And then it'll be a matter of executing it, which will be the second part of this challenge. Perfect. So, so let's go with that. I'm doing reason science. I like reason science. Yep. Um, I want to assist with the ship. Because obviously the ship's doing the calculations, so somebody want to roll for the ship. Where is I haven't the, done it yet. I'll that, do it. It's it's almost the other way around. It's almost like the ship is doing the work and you're assisting the ship. The ship in this case, it would be science and computers structure. Or is it doing? Are we doing the computer to do the calculation on what the how to do it? Yeah, the computer is basically being engaged to do the calculation. So I'm trying to think how the ship would go about this. Let's see. And that's the result of an experiment. Yeah, science computers is fine. And what's the number I'm looking for? So uh, f- 14, is it, for that one? Science computers is a 13. 13, yeah. 13, okay. All right. You want to spend right, any thread or momentum? I am going to, yes. So I am th- going. Yeah. 
You're asking that question. It's only a difficulty one, so don't. I'm gonna buy one. One extra die with one momentum. I like it. There we go. They decided to show up finally. Three, a 13, and a 12. And those are all three successes and one critical? They're all three successes, and I don't have no critical. Okay. a and round peg square hole focused. And the, sh and the ship got a 10. Okay, so another which is also success. a success, but you're already, you're already peaked out with momentum. This is a good place to be peaked out on momentum. Here's the result from the computer. And the computer is extrapolating information because it has also never seen a temporal singularity before. However, drawing analogies to real gravitational singularities, what emits from a gravitational singularity on a black hole that doesn't that absorbs light is radiation. Radiation is a form of light, a form of energy, right? So it's this paradox where you have substance A entering and the opposite of substance A being emitted. This is a temporal singularity. So we need anti-time is being absorbed. You need anti-time. And thankfully, the Dalamus Christians, the deflector dish and engineering can be retrofitted to go ahead and provide that. So here's the way that this is going to work. The ship has been under some stress. There is eight power remaining on the ship. There are four of you. Each of you is going to get to roll your two d20s, and it's going to have a success. And you're going to tell me the attribute and discipline that you think is appropriate for your character to science the crap out of this problem. If you succeed on both of your rolls, everything is great. If you succeed on one of your rolls, the ship's power decreases by one. If you fail on both of your rolls, the ship's power decreases by two. And complications are in full effect. So if you roll a 19 or a 20, a complication will arrive that could also affect the ship's power. That's the way we're going to resolve this. As long as the ship keeps power, the solution will work. Navinad will escape to his portion of time and we'll figure out what happens with the nebula once Navinad is gone. So let's see how this works out. Who wants... Does everyone understand how I'm going to go ahead and adjudicate this? Is everyone clear on... How I want this to work? Yes, I think. Okay. Yep. Well, I am. Yep. Okay. Who would like to start? So I'm going to start because I'm going to go into the command presence of just coordinating the crew. Yep. Getting everyone at peak proficiency, engaging in composure that I am not worried in the slightest. I have no inkling that we're going to die or get sucked <laughs> into the temporal w wake of this thing. Yeah. No, yeah. I have rock solid 1000% Starfleet all the way. Excellent. So that definitely sounds like command. And then with my presence, just inspiring yeah, cool. the rest of the crew to their awesome. heights. All right, sir. And I will uh, take the opportunity to spend one momentum to roll a third die. Okay. That is a smart spend. All right, I have a two, a 16, and a 16, so that's four successes. Okay, awesome, cool. So the ship's power does not decrease. I'm assuming that Tanari will be, we'll, we'll go to Tanari next because you're, I'm assuming, the one that's going to have to re retrofit the the reflector dish to go ahead and start launching right. anti-tachyons. Astrometrics, <laughs> astrometrics, route your data to engineering, yeah. coordinate with flight ops, you've got this, align us with the, ne the proper angle to yep. the nebula. 
exactly. All right, Tanari. All right. So you're. Go Since ahead. we're doing this in a hurry, can I get daring engineering? I love when you go daring and engineering. That is that is easily like you are my favorite daring engineer. It's fabulous. So that's yep. what I've been designed to do. And so I can use bold engineering. I'm going to take a threat to get an extra dice. And you said our difficulties two. Exactly. Basically, you'll get to so you'll get the extra die. So you get to roll three die. If you get two successes, the power on the ship doesn't go down. If you get one success, it goes down by one. If you get zero success, it goes down by two. And if you roll a 19 or a 20, there are complications, which could affect the reason I ask is that with my engineering staff, can I reduce that difficulty to one? So you get basically one guaranteed success? I'm down with that. All right. A 10, a 6, and a 19. Okay. I use my bold engineering to re-roll the 19. That's a really good idea. And I got a 6, so that's three successes. Cool. All right. Excellent. And I'm going to use one of my talents, a little more power, to spend one momentum to regain one spent power. Okay, this is fabulous. Okay, excellent. And we'll get to we'll get to Ocean and Arza in a second here. But basically, you're commanding. You're getting everything routed together. Tanari, down in engineering, has retrofitted the deflector dish to start unleashing a torrent of anti-tachyons, and the Christian is performing in a super unexpected way. There is something about the way that Tsunari has configured the power into the deflector dish from the warp core that the lights get a little brighter. The like the air is a little fresher. It's I think that the yeah, this is bizarre. Okay, so the beam is firing. Ocean, it, it's your turn. How are you handling this from uh, kind of the you were watching sensors and from tactical before and your microphone's up. Sorry, Adam, your microphone's up. Adam, your microphone's up. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so knowing what our, our Tanari is, his tech approach to things, I'm going to be monitoring the, the, the various systems that are going on to make sure that they are operating within acceptable parameters. I want to attempt to use control and engineering to just make adjustments on the fly to, to bring him back within the line when, he's, when it looks like it's going <laughs> yeah. to spike out. Totally, when he's yeah. redrawing the line. Yeah, redraw the line. Yeah, that's it. Yep, yep, so. yep, yep. Ooh, all right. Race, race, race. Draw it. All right. Yep, I love so it. I, I get two dice on that, and this is difficulty of two. Yeah, so it's basically so you'll roll your two, and then yep. as long as, yeah, depending on how many successes you get, the power may drop on the ship. But Okay. And if you roll a 19 or 20, the, that's really what I need to know, too. Yeah. I, I would suggest four. buying a third die with momentum. You won't, or? I would suggest. Okay, let's do it. Yep, you guys have plenty of momentum. Oh, yes. Yes, I will definitely spend one. <laughs> oh, I, I need a uh, 14. Good. Okay, I got two successes. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> at, I'm like, in my head, the number was 12, and I looked down, I got a 13, 14, and an 18. So, uh, but, yeah, so I got two successes. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Everything, the ship has been experiencing a variety of strange conditions since you guys entered the nebula. There have been sensor problems. There's been computer core problems. Everything seems to be, again, whatever Tanari did to go ahead and route this, it is routed exactly the right way so that it is like the systems are actually operating more efficiently now than they were before Tanari started. That's whatever Tanari just laforged the hell out of the in engineering. That's it's working. Read and weep, Michael Collins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Screw your proficiency. All right. When we had them docked, I had Arza come back and pilot the 
Christian sure. sent Ensign over to man the eagle. So totally, she's I just, like, I, yeah. And I was also watching communications when Naminad spoke to them. So that's where we're going with this. As all this is going on, there's all this activity on the bridge. The ship is doing this extraordinary maneuver to go ahead, and the little yellow light on the communications panel begins blinking, and the recording is demonstrating a little bit of of anxiety about what you are doing. So. Okay. I will convey this. How, how do you calm down a galaxy? <laughs> Not letting me use my strengths. I love you for it, though. Uh, <laughs> I will stretch your character. I think insight on his feelings. I will have communicated this to the captain and said I'm on it or some other, some mm-hmm. such, to say that I'm responding because yeah. he's busy. I think I would use insight and probably engineering to try to convey the reassurance that we're helping. This is something that hopefully will be good and that we're helping. I wasn't down with that until you said that basically you're trying to communicate to them the engineering thing that you're doing. Right. You know what? I like it. Let's do it. Normally, like, insight engineering would be like, I'm talking to a robot. How do I communicate to a robot or to a spaceship or to a... But in this kind of... You're trying to communicate the nature of your of what your engineering is doing to an entity that cannot possibly understand what you're doing. I like it. I like insight engineering. I like it. Let's do it. Okay. Am I in the position where I can grab a momentum? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm going to roll three of them. Grab three if you need it. Yeah, that, that way you'd roll four dice instead of three. Okay. Oh, engineering three, insight nine. That's 12. One failure, three success. Okay. And was your failure a 19 or a 20? It was a 13. We're good. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. So the power on the ship, actually, I thought that was going to be way harder than it was, but that's okay. The power on the <laughs> ship never wavers it never exactly right yeah <laughs> and you're just firing this torrent of anti-tachyons into this nameless singularity ours at the communications panel after it's been firing for a while and the ship is doing its thing little yellow light begins blinking and a message comes across and it just says unstuck she's gonna like the hand in the air the fist in the air and she's gonna cheer and and He's going! It's going! As the tachyon pulse, or the anti-tachyon pulse, is firing into the black hole, the sensor readings again... So the sensors on the ship had been all wacky, and now you're reading the sensors from... The eagle is beginning to read a general dropping of the gravitational force within the nebula. And then after some time goes by, the sensors flatten out a little bit. The gravitational level levels out and there are no more communications from Nabi Nan. no pres no and evidence rep- to suggest that he's there reporting all of this as soon as it comes in without acknowledging or whatever that it's being conveyed and understood and again Tanari on the phenomenal success that you had earlier retuning the ship's engines as the gravity in the area levels out for lack of a better term you hear well, as the temporal singularity collapses in on itself, releasing a torrent of temporal waves that wash harmlessly over the Dalamis Christian 
and dissipate into the nothingness of space. That was way easier than I thought it was going to be. So what's next? Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm sorry, Tom. I'm supposed to be disappointed. Yeah. I'm breaking out the Andorian ale for the engineering crew. They really yeah. came through. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're like they're they're celebrating downstairs. They're like Angie Tachyons. Yeah. Arza will break out two of her pastries and cut them up into little pieces. Yeah. <laughs> you get a bite. And you get a bite. And you get a bite. How do they taste? Arza thinks they're delicious. I'm not <laughs> understanding anybody else's taste buds, but Arza thinks they're delicious. They smell like a they smell like a combination of a ginger and kind of a like a bitter sweetness like lime. That sounds delicious to me, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. Flaky buttery pastry there. Yep, like I said, the engineering crew, they get real non replicated Andorian ale for the evening. Perfect. Excellent. It's gotta be better than a speech. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. They're all like, yeah, the boss is back. Did you see him <laughs> leap over that console and slap that button? <laughs> so eventually, as you complete your, your scans of the nebula and realize that, that the conditions of the nebula have normalized as you're powering back uh, to to rendezvous, I'm assuming that you would report back to Damon Brazig that how much detail would you go into with Damon Brazig about what was going on in the nebula? We fixed it. Yeah. Is he willing to pay if for any more If he wants to know more, <laughs> it's going to cost him. Yeah. Yeah. We, I essentially tell him it's all clear. Happy to talk more about it over another case of trill wine. <laughs> Arza will go to their con officer and try to sell them an elaborate map, stellar map, path with all these twists and turns to get through. <laughs> I love it. So actually, so that's a very that's a very interesting point. Are you going to tell them that passage through the nebula is safe, or are you going to provide them a complicated map that they need to follow to go through? <laughs> Apparently, my flight controller officer is attempting to engage in some larceny and espionage. Some shenanigans. <laughs> and, but essentially, after she does that i tell the daemon that it's we cleared the obstacles in the nebula and it's safe for travel fabulous that is amazing uh i'm as i had said earlier i am in your debt captain i i appreciate no debt just 10 (laughs) percent yes yes. 10 Ten percent of a portion of all the profits that I make for increasing rates for the yes, I understand. I understand. Yes. The, the lawyers looked at it; they reviewed it. All that kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. I am. I hope that you at least found the work enjoyable. I hope it was not too much tedium out there in the blackness and bleakness of space. Oh, just boring old Starfleet stuff. <laughs> Excellent. I, I hope that I hope that you will be here for longer too, because I have a feeling that there will be more work for you. Let me check in with Aslan Station first, since we're already here, hmm. yes. and see what's going on. Fabulous. Check in with Pritchard. It's been so. It's been probably uh, you've been gone for maybe a week at this point. Pritchard confirms he's going to need you out there for another couple of weeks until they can get. Uh, the, it'll be another Saber class vessel that'll be taking over uh, patrol once it relieves you. But there will be another couple of weeks before it gets out there. It's sometimes personnel moves take some time and everything like that. Ours plot us a patrol route through this 
subsector of space to maximize our distance in and around the celestial body. So essentially we kind of part survey, part patrol the, the star system in and around where the new Zindi world is. Yeah. Excellent. And as you're doing that, and this is how we will end tonight, as you're on your patrol, it's very boring. There doesn't really seem to be much patrolling. Everyone seems to be living in peace and harmony out here. And maybe after you've been on patrol for another few days or whatever, Tobor, you receive a message from Damon Brazig, and the subject line and the subject line on the message is told you I'd have work for you. And the body of the email is a flight path of one of his freighters moving from Zindi space to a portion of Federation space. And the flight path tracks where the vessel is. Basically, this is what its expected flight path was, and this is the path that it took. And it, you can see that it's going along and then stops about halfway there and is gone on the log reports. And we'll pick that up next month. Here at Tabletop Journeys, we've leveled up our game and we're prepared to make your next role legendary. We've just started a partnership with FanRoll Dice and they have over 300 product options to choose from. Gemstone, metal, new liquid core dice, and so much more. Better yet, listeners to the Tabletop Journeys podcast can get 10% off on their orders when they follow the link below and use discount code PODCAST10. A portion of these purchases come back to us, and this is a great way for you to help support the show.